This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 285, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, July 1st. This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 285. It's our Comic Reviews episode for the week, releases from the week of Wednesday, July 1st. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. Um, this episode's going to be really quick, because I'm actually in the middle of my vacation. I just had a week at the cottage, which was quite nice, and I came back. It's a Sunday afternoon as I record this. I had a chance to read just a couple of comics, about five from this past week, and then I'm uh, hitting the road and on the way to Chicago with my family um, until next week. So I don't have a lot of time. So let's just get right down to it. Why don't we? Um, I do apologize for the audio quality. It's not going to be as sharp as normal. Just because I'm recording this on my iPad. Uh, as I don't have access to my computer at this time. Uh, so first up, we've got uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 19.1, which is the second last chapter of the Spiral storyline by Jerry Conway and Carlo Barberi. Um, I really like the script. I really like the way that uh, Captain Watanabe is being written. I really like how Peter Parker is being written. I like the use of Mr. Negative and the Ringmaster. I just think it's a, a, a kind of a, a fun story. The only thing that doesn't really work is the, the art. The art, at times, is not always clear exactly what's happening in the action um, the storytelling capabilities of Barbary could be a little bit um, more refined I think and need to be more refined in order for this to be a better book um, that being said great script I really enjoyed it I'm going to give it maybe a 6 out of 10 um, it's mainly the artwork that's kind of dragging it down a bit uh, unfortunately uh, next up is Darth Vader now this is kind of starting a new arc of sorts uh, issue number seven by Kieran Gillen and uh, Salvador LaRocca. For the most part, LaRocca's artwork continues to impress. At times, the action isn't as smooth, or it's not always clear exactly what's going on, but the whole sequence on Tatooine was really well done. Um, I really liked kind of the way we kind of get a glimpse of what happened in the main Star Wars book. Um, this is really good. It's really well written. Um, the art, again, has its moments where it's a little shaky, but for the most part, this is some of the best little artwork I've seen in a while. Um, good ending. Um, cool use of you know different types of characters that we're kind of seeing come together. This kind of uh, interesting group of bounty hunters, etc. Um, I dug it. I'm going to give it a 7.5 out of 10. But it was an enjoyable book, for sure. Uh, and remains like a lot better than I was maybe initially um, expecting. Uh, next up is Detective Comics. Um, I'm super sad that, first of all, I think we just announced this past week that uh, Francis Manipal won't be on it anymore, but I guess it will just be Bucciolato writing it. That's a shame. Uh, it's more of a shame that we're not getting Bucciolato, sorry, that we're not getting uh, Manipal artwork, uh, because that would have made this book even better. Uh, that being said, I really did enjoy this. Um, the whole Gordon is Batman thing is proven to be a lot more interesting than I ever would have expected. Uh, this particular issue is written by Francis Manipal and Brian Bucciolato. Uh, Brian Bucciolato, sorry, they did the, the plot, or the story. The script and colors by Brian Bucciolato, and then Fernando Blanco did the art. Uh, the art's okay, it's not the greatest, um, but it... Well, it's pretty clean and concise as to what's going on for the most part, so maybe I'm being a little harsh. Maybe I'm just being too hard on this book for not giving me what I wanted, which is more Francis Manipal artwork and not about what it delivered, which was good Blanco artwork. Um, the story, I really like the way that Bullock has kind of been the main character here. Um, his interaction with Gordon I thought was really cool as well. 
very solid reading. I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10. It's this whole arc, or not arc, but this whole new kind of Batman concept is actually working out a lot better than I ever would have expected. Uh, next up is Marvel's biggest release from last week, uh, which is Secret Wars number 4, uh, with its ton of variant covers. Um, really, I, I really like the, the, the overall design, very similar to Infinity with like kind of the white pages and the, the, the uh, descriptions of the pages, etc. Um, this was pretty cool. Um, very interesting. I saw Rebich on art. It's written by Jonathan Hickman. We get to see a, a kind of a major development as Doom kind of finds out about uh, the arc of heroes as well as the villains um, and goes up against uh, you know Cyclops as the Phoenix, which is a really kind of cool, awesome, really brief fight. It does not go well for Cyclops. Um, seeing Doom so determined to put an end to Reed was really kind of cool as well. Also, Doctor Strange, everything about their interaction together is so cool, and I want to know more about their kind of past history together. And then uh, seeing Doctor Strange die at the hands of uh, Doctor Strange, sorry, Doctor Strange died at the hands of Doctor Doom was pretty badass. Um, really dug it. We're, what, halfway through now, and it remains a very enjoyable book. Um, not that I'm surprised in any way. I mean, I kind of expected that it would be. Uh, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. It was just, it, it feels epic. It feels like there's so much going on. Uh, I like that the battle worlds are not necessarily important, but are nice that they exist because it allows them to kind of show more texture to these worlds. But really, if you're not reading anything but Secret War, you're never going to miss anything. Secret Wars is where it's at. Everything else is just extra pieces of the puzzle that don't aren't necessary to get the picture that Secret Wars itself is trying to tell. And last but not least is Ultimate End number 3, which continues to be extremely frustrating. It looks great because Mark Bagley is a great artist. Bendis' writing is frustrating because... Are these characters, do they, they, they somehow know that they're, that something's out of sync, whereas no other realities on Battleworld seem to know that, yet there's characters here who can't necessarily be here because they're also on the arc, so are these not really the real 616? Like, it feels like it's trying to be the 616 meeting the ultimate end and then having a fight against each other, but that's not really what it could be because of the characters that are on the arc. So instead, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, I just find it very frustrating because it doesn't seem to play within the rules of the rest of Battleworld at all. Um, plus, Punisher go right, running around somehow murdering the Wrecking Crew doesn't seem like something he could even do. And I'm not even sure which Punisher wins because they look identical. This is not necessarily Bagley's fault, but well, a little bit Bagley's fault, but also the fault of the writer that it's not even really ever clear who which one's which. Uh, they look identical, they act identical, so what's the difference? Um, and the whole Hulk versus Hulk thing ended up being kind of not nearly as exciting or as impressive as I thought it was going to be. Uh, I'm going to give this a 5. Um, the artwork's great, but everything else is kind of just very shaky and it's not that great, to be honest. And it's unfortunate because I expect more from the cre- this type of creative team, especially Bendis, because I do expect more. Because he's a great writer at times, and sometimes I guess sometimes he's just not. And it's really sad when he's not. Um, Looking at some of the highlighted books that I did not get a chance to read from this past week, uh, they include the following. Um, there was a release of Batmite number two, Bizarro number two. Uh, there is the absolute Why the Last Man hardcover came out. That's cool. Um, there was new issues of Green Lantern and Green Arrow, uh, Omega Man. Um, there was the first issue of the new Mickey Mouse from IDW. 
uh, which I have, did not get a chance to put my hands on, but hopefully we'll be able to. Really hope I will be able to. Um, what else we got? Oh, there's We Stand on Guard, which actually I, I can briefly talk about here. It's by Brian K. Vaughan and Steve Scrosh. I don't actually know how to pronounce that. He's a Canadian artist. Um, who is well-known for working on the, the Matrix movies with the Wachowskis. He's fantastic. His art here is so different from anything I've ever seen from him before. It's so refined, so well-polished. I thought this was an absolutely fantastic first issue. As a Canadian, I liked it even more. Uh, it came out on Canada Day, July 1st, so this was great. I'm going to give We Stand on Guard a 9 out of 10. I almost completely forgot about it. It wasn't on my... My list I kind of wrote out about books I'd had a chance to read, because I actually read about this on my vacation. I was at a small little comic book shop up north in uh, in Ontario, and um, just this tiny little, you know, really kind of interesting comic-slash-hobby game store uh, in the middle of nowhere, and they had this one issue of We Stand on Guard, number one, and the girl at the front desk was like, yeah, it's cool, and she shows me... Um, uh, page of the preview art from uh, previews, and I'm like, oh, that actually looks pretty good. Um, so I, because I hadn't thought about picking up a new issue of that, or the first issue of this, and I did, and I really enjoyed it. So, uh, completely forgot about it, but we stand on guard number one. So much fun. Uh, I thought it was really cool. Uh, also, this week there was A Force number two, uh, Future Perfect number two, Giant Size Little Marvel ABX number two. There was the Guardians of the Galaxy and X Men hardcover Black Vortex, um, Princess Leia number five, Red Skull number one, Runaways Complete Collection volume four, uh, etc. There's a few others like Extinction Agenda and Years of Future Past, both of their second issues. Uh, looking forward to this coming week, uh, which would be Wednesday, July eighth. Um, we have Aquaman Sub Diego coming in trade paperback. I'm surprised and excited that they're actually doing that. That's really cool. I think they're going kind of going back there. New issue of Batman and Superman. I really dug the last issue, so I'm excited for the next one. Uh, Earth Two Society number two. I don't even remember issue number one. I'm sure I read it, but I don't really remember it. Uh, Justice League hardcover volume six and Justice League is coming out. Justice League of America by Hitch number two is coming out. Uh, Red Hood Arsenal number two, Starfire number two, Sinestro volume two, trade paperback Sacrifice. Um, there's also Will Will Eisner's The Spirit, a celebration of seventy five years. At uh, let's see where else we got here from Image. Uh, there's going to be East of West, the Apocalypse Year One hardcover collection, as well as uh, Saga number thirty. Uh, and then at Marvel, we're going to have 1872, number one, Age of Apocalypse, number one, uh, Renew Your Vows, number two, Spider-Verse, volume, th- uh, sorry, Amazing Spider-Man, Trade Paperback, volume three, Spider-Verse. Um, we're going to have an Avengers Ultron Forever by Scotty Young poster, Civil War, number one, Ghost Racers, number two, uh, Iron Fist Epic Collection, The Fury of Iron Fist, which is really cool, as Iron Fist jumps in on the Epic Collection action. We've got Master of Kung Fu, number three, uh, Mrs. Deadpool and Howling Commandos number two, New Avengers Trade Paperback Volume Four, A Perfect World, Secret Wars twenty ninety nine number three, and then Spider Island number one, uh, Spider Verse number three, Squadron Sinister number two, Star Wars Lando number one, and uh, the Thor Premier Hardcover Volume Two, Who Holds the Hammer, um, and which kind of shows you who actually is holding the hammer. And I believe Archie number one is also going to be coming out uh, this coming week on July eighth. So thanks again for listening to the episode. Uh, you can email us at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and listen to us on Stitcher as well. Um, 
Our next episode will be our Conversation with Ron Garney episode coming out probably, I think it's on either the 17th or 18th. Um, wait, that's not right. That's not right at all. Uh, it's probably coming out on the t- like 10th or 11th. Um, and then the week after is going to be a Comic Shenanigans on Vacation episode that I recorded this past week on Canada Day, actually, or the day after Canada Day, with uh, Paul Scores as we were sitting on a dock uh, overlooking a lake and having a conversation about the all-new, all-different Marvel Now, right when it was like a day or two after everything was spoiled and kind of released. So that'll be an upcoming episode. But otherwise, make sure in a couple of days to download our conversation with Ron Garney episode. It was a lot of fun. He's a really interesting guy, really... Um, insightful and he had a lot of interesting things to say about his work and he was very honest and frank about things which I thought was very refreshing as well and I got that from our Diodato episode as well so thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time bye bye